all and welcome to my xbox and me episode 105 i am one of your hosts mc fixer alongside okay so before this episode even starts some of you may or may not have seen uh joseph the spanish meatball himself the people's champion has left us unfortunately um joe has decided due to school commitments and other project commitments that he can no longer do my xbox and me with me um we wish him the best obviously in all of his uh further projects and everything else um sad for me honestly uh me and joe have been together for about 11 months now um joe brought some amazing knowledge to the show that i didn't have and i will never be able to repair for all the hard work he put in so thank you to you joe obviously um with that being said we have a brand new co-host someone you may have seen already may have heard of already may have heard his voice it is the one the only the main man behind all of our reviews gary how are you sir that's my cue right that is your cue that is your oh, cue. okay cool hi everybody i'm here doing so, the g- podcast <laughs> so gary from let's get to know you a little bit before we before we dive deep in xbox and everything else what 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 is it you do outside of my xbox and me because we know you do reviews for us on the youtube channel but what else do you do i do my own little website wordsaboutgames.net mm-hmm. that's where you found me that is <clears throat> um in the in the five guys at, at egx egx yeah so the story goes that we actually met we actually met at a uk uh, ign uk uh, ign kind of funny uk meetup two years ago egx um sounds right yeah sure yeah, let's so go with that yeah that was right it was right and uh we hear off because gary was wearing a resident evil top which Damn as right. we all know resident evil my favorite franchise of all time um so then we just clicked you started doing your thing i've been doing my thing we figured it out and we finally got you on the review side of things so you've been doing words about games for how long uh, about two years actually no, it's coming up on three years yeah i started it in january in a january so in a January far, far away. Yeah. So, let's ask you the important question. Favourite franchise of all time? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Um, uh, so many. Resident ah, Evil, yep. for sure. Uh, Castlevania, the old okay. ones, for sure. Mm-hmm. Silent Hill, absolutely. Final Fantasy, without a doubt. Persona. I could go on. How long do you okay. want? How long do no, you want? No, no, that's good. That's good. That's a nice, nice brummer of games. Um, but you play pretty much everything, if I'm not mistaken, right? I do my best. I definitely do my best. Well, you've done all the heavy lifting, the busy time of year that we've had so far. At the end of the year, we sort of brought you in right at the time of like everything going on. Like literally, it was like South Park, Assassin's Creed. Um, you did Ruinar. You did um, what am I forgetting? I know I'm forgetting Wolfenstein. One. Wolfenstein um there's probably others there's more there's more that you've been doing so this busy time but you've got through them all so you've played evil within i've played it yes i know i know um (laughs) but so you've played a lot of stuff you've played a lot of stuff and you are now officially my co-host on my xbox and me so thank you for joining the team appreciate it you're very welcome so I just want to put out there to people, we are looking for still another co-host. I do want to turn this into a three-person co-host. That was always the plan um, when Gary come aboard um, to do reviews was to slowly transition him in and become part of the podcasting team. He isn't here to replace Joe. That wasn't slowly the plan. Slowly transition. Yeah, that was a slow transition. And then obviously what has happened has happened and you're here. Um, <laughs> so 
Do you know that you know you've listened to this show? You've been a fan of this show for quite a while, anyway. I have, yes. So you know how it goes. So this this first things first. If you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash mcfixer. You can get audio early at $3. You can get a video version early at $4. There are other perks and things you can get. And I would appreciate it if you can go and support the show and keep the lights on, literally. And I want to really stress this this week because um, I had an interesting conversation, actually, Gary, um, with a couple of fans that I was talking to online. And there was like, oh, you're rich. You're, you're, I was told, okay. I've been told, I've been told I'm rich. Um, I make a load of money from Patreon. Um, I don't Can need I any, have some? I, it, yeah, um, I, I don't need support and that's how I'm able to do this full time. I make so much money from Twitch as well. Um, I need to make that very, 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 very clear on this week's episode of my Xbox and me that my sole income comes from you guys. My sole income comes from uh, donations from Twitch, uh, sub button on Twitch, and Patreon supporters. That's it. I don't have a second job. I don't have any other backup plan. I don't have anything. I literally do eight hours a day streaming on twitch.tv slash mcfixer. Um, I literally make content for the My Xbox and My YouTube channel and the mcfixer YouTube channel, and we do this. And there's a ton of other stuff that I'm doing, and I feature on other people's stuff and stuff like that. But I'm not rich. Um, I do not make a lot of money on Patreon, not even clearly enough to pay a lot of bills of the upkeep of some of the stuff that we got going on at the moment. So if you can, and I do truly mean this, if you can support over there, it would mean the world to me. Uh, a $2, a dollar, 50 cent goes a long way. So if you can, please do. I don't, I don't like to overemphasize that on this show as much as I do, but this is our most popular show. So if you can, I would appreciate it. it. It goes a long way. So I hope you guys can understand that. We'll be talking about that more on the MC Fixer channel, actually, about how I'm rich. So uh, you'll see that soon. But this is an Xbox podcast. And first things first, what has been in your box this week, Gary? What have you been playing? Not a lot, actually. I have, my time has been restricted. But I have been playing this like not-so-popular game called Call of Duty World oh, War II. We, we, just so you're aware, we call that Call of Duty! Call- oh, is it? Is it Call of Duty? That's more that like it, it. That's more I like it. Some, some Call you. of Duty. You've been playing some Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Good See, stuff. Fitting in. You're fitting, fitting in. in. Just you're perfect. Perfect. Um, what have you been playing? Multiplayer or single player? Because I've been playing single as well. player. Oh, okay, single perfect. Player. So we can come at both different sides then. Um, okay. What do you think? What do you think of the single player so far? So I'm just over halfway through the the campaign now. I'm the weirdo of like Call of Duty players because I play Call of Duty for the campaign and then okay. I do a bit of multiplayer but then I usually like drop it after a few hours got it um, it's okay um, ooh as... okay because I'm hearing very good things from people I love the fact that they went back to World War 2 World War 2 is probably like is a, as a fictional setting I'm not saying World War 2 was awesome but as a fictional setting of it's course, one of my yeah. favourite fictional settings um but at the same time, the it's the same World War Two story again. Like it's the march through the Western Front. You land on the Normandy beach. You run up the Normandy beach. You go through Paris. You do the whole invasion. Go through to Germany and whatnot. It's basically the same as Band of Brothers as any World War Two thing that's ever existed. Um, but it's enjoyable in that Call of Duty way. In that over the top, everything's exploding. I've got concussion. I've got to crawl across the ground and grab this gun and kind of way but nothing spectacular so far you've not finished the game no i mean i haven't finished it like i just did the a mission which is very different from 
like a standard mission, which was memorable, but I wouldn't say it was necessarily amazing. Okay. I don't want to spoil it, so I won't. No, no, perfect. No, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, cool. So, mm, interesting. Because I'm hearing really good things about the game. Um, I'm I'm hearing how <laughs> um, I'm hearing how the game um, doesn't feel like a traditional Call of Duty game where it comes to its mission standpoint. Of there are different ways to tackle missions. Is that right? Or there are different types of missions. So <clears throat> there are obviously a lot of a lot of like shooting sections. Oh, well, I'd, I'd hope so. It's Call of Duty. Yeah, it's Call of Duty, but. There's there's a couple of missions that I've played so far at the halfway point which are very different. There's a mission um, involving uh, sort of in like an espionage thing. You basically have to go undercover to a Nazi compound and you have to find your contact and you have to not get busted. So you've got to read a dossier of like your cover identity and then like officers will question you and you've got to give them the right answers or they'll figure out that you're not. Oh, okay. That sounds cool. It is. It's actually That was actually really cool. Um, and then, you know, all the shooting and the explosions started again, and it, I remember, remembered I was playing Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's, there is change, but just maybe not enough for you, per se. No, I mean, I think when people are saying it's a more tra- traditional, like, it's not as a traditional Call of Duty, I think they're talking about the modern Call of Duties, where it, this is very much, to me, feels like very much a throwback to the Call of Duties, the first the first ones. One, the, two, the original three. ones, one, two, three, World at War. World at War, yeah. Even Modern Warfare to a, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm, I've been playing Call of Duty as well. Uh, picked it up the other day. Me and my game share, I got it. And um, I've only played multiplayer. So I've been streaming it. I've streamed it, yes, Monday and Tuesday. What day is it today? Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to play today. But um, Monday, Tuesday, I played it. And I have streamed it nonstop. And this is what I wanted from Call of Duty multiplayer so far. Um, I'm, I'm having a ton of fun with the game. Um... I wasn't too sure about the hub, the multiplayer hub world. You've got like a hub world now. Normandy Beach, um, where the loot crates rain from the sky. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the loot crates, uh, then there's nothing wrong with them. It's not pay to win. It's nothing like that. It's just literally, they're there as, they're not even, I don't, I have not even been able to, you can't pay with real money, I don't think. You Good. literally just earn them at the end of a multiplayer match. It picks someone at random to give you a supply. Um, I think you get them as you level up and you get weapon skins and you get uh, XP boosts and stuff like that. It does not affect the game at all. There is not a single thing for anyone to bitch about when it comes to loot boxes in this Call of Duty from my experience so far. Um, So, like I say, I've been playing non-stop. I've been playing TDM. I tried out the new mode, which is called War. Um, which is objective based. So what it was was we. In, I've only played it one one match. I played. Um, they're quite long matches. Your KTD doesn't matter. Um, it's all about this objective. Your KTD doesn't even go on your record of KTD, which is really interesting because obviously for newish players, I actually think this is quite a good and interesting mode. Which so the the scenario I had was I had to escort a tank from one end of the map or three tanks from one end of the map to another. So what you have to do is you have to get behind the tank for it to move forward. So you're doing that, you're doing that, you're doing that, and obviously the other team can come in front of it, which will stop the tank from moving. Um, you have to try and kill them, so you're maneuvering around this tank, laying behind it, behind barrels, coming at it from all different angles, and obviously you've got three different tanks to worry about. So there was three of us playing, and that mode does the thing feel very much team-based, where you could quite easily have had, I had two on A, two on B, 
and then have one floater or something like that. It, it felt a lot of fun, though. It really was interesting to play. It wasn't just your traditional TDM run around. I'm getting shot every two seconds. It felt nice. You put up barriers. You can take down barriers. There's interesting ways of playing that mode, which I had a ton of fun with, enjoyed it, would love to play more, but need more people to play it with. Um, that being said... I've also played a ton of TDM, which I'm enjoying as well. It's like, I'm playing hardcore, Crash keeps complaining, because he doesn't like hardcore mode, but hardcore is the only way I can play Call of Duty, because I feel like everyone's such a sponge otherwise. Like, I hate running up to somebody and shooting them first and not killing them. That really bugs me. Alright, what's the difference uh, between, between hardcore and not? So, and... Pretty, pretty much, to a certain level, hardcore is single-shot death. So oh, if, if if I pretty much, like, unless I'm, like, all halfway across the map with a submachine gun and it, it pretty much scrapes you, but you still get a hit marker, but it doesn't kill you. But pretty much, if we're getting into a one-on-one -on -one match, me versus you, and we run at each other and I shoot you first, you're going to die. But that isn't what happens on TDM, uh, on casual. Um, it's more, you feel a bit more spongy, there's a bit more time to manoeuvre, get drop-shotted, which keeps happening to me, that's the one thing I will say that frustrates me about this Call of Duty so far, is I'm getting drop-shotted a lot, which, for those who don't know what a drop-shot is, it's when somebody, you run, 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 someone sees you, and they literally just drop to the ground, and then shoot you. And that annoys the hell out of me, but I am finding that this one has quite a lot of camping spots, so I've got a lot of people just camping in corners and stuff, but it's Call of Duty. So that's what you get, unfortunately. Um, that is it. But I am having so much fun with the game. I played with a community member, Bem Jack. We played a couple. I played with Dan Only. I played with FIFA. I played with tons of people in Twitch chat. It's just been a lot of fun so far. I'm really... I feel like... Joe, you know the one thing I will definitely say is I feel like I'm making progress no matter how my skill level is. I'm pretty much going negative to positive over and over it's nothing i'm not very good i'm not very bad i'm not i'm literally in the middle i would say as a call of duty player a, a kid i'm playing with called fifa fifa is top of that leaderboard 21 and 4 and it, twitch shooting is this kid's game like he's no joke but i'm having a ton of fun with the multiplayer and cannot wait to play more so and that's yeah, the I'm important really thing it. isn't it this is the to be fair i said uh the last call of duty i really got into was world war this feels so realistic i don't know if you're getting that from the uh single player as well but this feels so realistic there is something going on i'm hearing bombs i'm hearing shots i'm hearing everything and it all sounds so goddamn close to me so you don't know where you're going i hear footsteps in the snow behind me i'm sprinting around it's just a teammate it's just it's really 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 real and really really good it looks beautiful from what I've played, um, obviously I'm playing on an original Xbox uh, One, not an S uh, or an X, which we'll get to the X very, very soon. Um, and having X. a ton of fun. X, going to give it to you. Um, and having a ton a ton of fun. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Really That's awesome, enjoying man. It. I really like, I really, I'm really happy to hear about that war mod is, uh, is fun as well, because that was the one that intrigued me the most, uh, yeah. like, leading up to the release. Yeah, it, it is fun. Like I said, when I played the one scenario, I know there are other scenarios as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I've had a lot of fun. Anything else you've been playing, Gary? Because no. I've got a couple more. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough, fair not. enough. Well, I've been playing a little game called Assassin's Creed Origins. Ooh. So last week I spoke on the show about Assassin's Creed um, and said how I've only just... I was literally just in the first starting position. I have now gone beyond that. I have, I've realised the prologue is actually pretty beefy. Um, <laughs> it's a lot longer than I was expecting. 
um it can take as long i suppose it can take as long or as short as you want it to really but yeah. i play assassin's creed in a certain way which is i go around the map and do everything and to do everything in that tiny little section that it gives you to do yeah holy crap yeah there's yeah. enough there there's enough there to like spend two three hours easily which is what i did <laughs> so i didn't realize so as i've went oh, oh joe i'll do a main mission now and then it comes up with the title sequence of assassin's creed i'm like and then prologue complete i'm like that was just the prologue yeah. wow like i was You're already be playing this I game went, for years <laughs> dude joe what the funny thing is so I've, I've turned this into my podcasting game when i'm doing side stuff so if i'm listening to a podcast i play this game because i love hunting i love hunting in this game so i'm literally just hunting and leveling up my armor and my arrows and um stuff like that and i am loving it honestly the world feels amazing um i've just got to a new part of the map um which is more um a more richer part of the world so mm-hmm. you see the tall buildings and you see the richer the richer uh npcs walking around with their beautiful clothes and it's quite a contrast between where you start and where you're at now and um i've also dabbled in um i've took myself off the beaten path and explored some more bits of the map and it makes it very 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 clear that you're not meant to do that the game makes it very clear we are setting you up here of Go here, go here. Not that you can't go to these other places, but you're going to get your ass beat. And trust me, I'm getting my ass beat over and over and over again. If it doesn't have a level above it, you're going to struggle to kill them. Let me tell you that now. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really, really digging this new Assassin's Creed. That's have one. you had a chance to play it at all? Uh, yes, I played it on. I played it for about six hours on the charity live stream we did a um, couple of weekends ago. And a couple hours after that on a stream, but then stuff happened. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I was really enjoying it. I didn't stop playing because I wasn't in, enjoying the game. Um, and I'm one of those weirdos who thought Syndicate was was awesome. So Origins, it's very different kind of Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, very, very but different. quite similar at the same time. Um, a lot of the stuff's familiar with a bit of a twist. The biggest change is obviously the combat, which is uh, more engaging because you're not just standing still waiting for that... Uh, button prompt to Parry. counter and then yeah. attack so i'm really enjoying that um but no man that map is so big like yeah. oh my god i can't wait honestly i'm like it's the game i'm itching to play the most but no i shouldn't play at the moment it does that make sense which is like i need to give assassin's creed everything so i tweeted uh, i put in the my xbox and me facebook group yesterday night yesterday night Haley went to bed quite early and um, i did something i haven't done for probably over two years which is i set so Haley has an xbox which is set up to the main tv so i moved my hard drive over there i sat on my settee i didn't have headphones on and i played the video game so for most people that's pretty normal that's that's a normal normal experience when playing games not for me. As most of you know, as a content creator, I usually I'm streaming or I'm sat at this desk that I'm at right now or I have headphones on that I have on right now and I've got this big light on that I've got to have a blue screen behind me or I'm trying to perform. No. or And when I say perform, I mean like being a jack. Um, no. This was just me laid out on a set playing a video game. And dude, oh my God, I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah. I'm, I miss it so much. And that doesn't take away... I love what I do. I love interacting with Twitch chat. I love interacting in Let's Plays. I love interacting with... 
weird calling people fans, just like people that enjoy what I do. Um, but to just have that, that moment, even if I don't do it again for a, a, another week, which I feel like I'm going to try and make it a weekly thing now, where I just have a little bit of me time. But um, it was so nice. It was so nice to just lay on my settee and I was playing, playing, playing. And then I looked at my phone and it was three o'clock in the morning. And I was oh, like, wow. time to go to bed. I didn't start till half past 11, 12, mind you. Oh. But um, but still, it was three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, time to go to bed. But I wasn't tired. I was really engaged. And I just wanted more, more, more. And oh, it was just so much fun. Really, really am enjoying Assassin's Creed. Um, apart from that, apart from that, apart from that. Um, oh, I didn't talk about it from the Halloween stream. Um, I played Friday the 13th. How was that? That game sucks. Wow, that <laughs> game. Um, the one thing I will say about the game, which uh, I like what they have there, it's just not executed well. It's not very enjoyable on your own. It's better when you can. I was talking to this this guy in um on, in chat like in proximity chat that was making the game more fun he was like i've got the keys oh i've got the radio duh, 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 duh. that was making it more enjoyable and i can imagine this game plan with friends is a ton of fun but playing this game with just me with nobody talking and jason just coming and killing me every two seconds wasn't fun personally um should we move on to the topic of the show let's do that Topic of the show this week. Jesus, we're going to have a long episode because we've got a ton of good news as well. Um, topic of the show this week is the Xbox One X review. Gary, you're new to the audience um, on the podcast in front. Xbox One X, do you own one? Was you an early adopter on this thing? It came out yesterday. Talk to me. I wish yes. I owned one. Me too. Um, I would have been an early adopter if I had the money for it, for sure. Um just purely because it does what a PC that would probably be at least twice as much money does. And it's the simplicity of, of a console. A console, yeah. 100%, 100%. Well, the Xbox One X is out. No, I do not own one. Um, I had a little conversation with Dan Oni um, yesterday in Twitch chat. And he was saying, I almost put in the uh, my Xbox and me group, should we all try to come together to buy me one? And I thought that was the sweetest thing. And I Aww. said to him, dude, no, don't even like, no. But that was just, I love, again, Dan, not to embarrass you, but thank you so much for even having that thought. Even having that thought process. No, I couldn't afford one. Uh, to be fair, I didn't want one until too late until they only convinced me to buy one a week before launch but now i see everybody with theirs i'm even more so i'm like how have i the xbox guy mr mc fixer my xbox and me hasn't got one Ugh. and i feel bad for you guys the audience the people that rely on us to talk about things in a timely fashion i i i want to apologize to you guys for not having one um i reached out for a review one was ignored um i take it down as ignored because they didn't reply to my emails um which is a shame because i have had many people email me and tell me how i've sold them on xbox ones or um tell me that i've convinced them to buy this game or or i've told them about this game or do you know what i mean so I know we have a fan base here that listens and is engaged and cares about our thoughts on things. So I apologize to you guys for that, that I wasn't able to have the money to buy one and give you an, a review here on the show. So I do apologize for that. That being said, 
there is some great companies out there that did. Did you want to add something there, Gary? I was about to say you actually, uh, on that note, you actually convinced me not to sell my Xbox. <laughs> so there we go. Perfect. And now he's part of the team. Um, <laughs> Good job so I kept yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because uh, to add a little bit, it's just I've had so many people message me and say, like, I bought an Xbox because of you. I bought this game because of you. I have, And people are listening. They do hear you. But... If that is something that's true, you need to be a bit more vocal about it, audience. Tweet at them people, at me, at Gary, at the podcast. They have a Twitter. Literally, let them know that we, as a community, my Xbox and me as a community, are forced to be reckoned with and we won't be ignored. And we want to get things early and some cool content made. I would love to have an unboxing on the My Xbox and Me channel for people and a review. It just couldn't happen, unfortunately. But, like I say, some good companies did, and IGN has their review up. Um, I'm just going to read you a little snippet here, which is IGN gave the, the Xbox One X a 9 out of 10. Uh, the synopsis at the end here was, the Xbox One X is the most powerful console, though its full potential is tied to your display and developer support. So, reading between the lines here, which is, the Xbox One X is the most powerful console out there right now. It is more powerful than the PS4 Pro. It is a beast of a console. The specs are quite good. Um, the price point for the specs is quite good. But I'm, I am reading and I'm seeing a lot of people say um, for some people it still isn't worth it unless you have a 4K TV. That is still, and that is a big amount of money, obviously, on its own before you even buy a console. So, um it's still got a 9 out of 10. It's still a great speed of hardcore at IGN. Uh, next on the list, we have Tech Radar, which gave it a four stars. And it says, with... Let me move this over here so I can read it better. <clears throat> with a gaming PC worth of graphical horsepower housed inside a divisively small package, the Xbox One X does what no console has done before. Native 4K HDR gaming. However, while games look... Absolutely sunny with fantastic levels of detail um, occurred by the console HDR support. Their large file sizes will mean that the one terabyte hard drive fills up fast. Um, the Xbox One X will fulfill the promise of 4K HDR gaming and offers the most premier gaming experience on a console bar none. And they've got a 4 and against here, which is 4 native 4K gaming HDR. 4, 4K Blu-ray player built in. Improvements on 1080p experiences against. A 1TB hard drive fills up fast. Games aren't always 60fps. And skewed price-performance ratio. Um, Again, we have to take this as what it is. It, what it promises, what it's delivering. Which... It's good when you promise certain things, Gary, don't you think? <laughs> I, I think it's I think basically based on the reviews that I've read and the stuff I've seen on Twitter, it it's it's kinda of delivering what I think we thought it was gonna deliver. Like before it came out. For example, the the, the native four K HDR stuff, the world's most powerful console. Yeah, yeah, of course it was always gonna be those things. Mm-hmm. Um the the fact that it only ships with a one terabyte hard drive is and always has been and always will be a mistake. Because obviously you've got four times the 
the graphical like four times the resolution on the graphics of the games which means these games are going to be huge and we've seen that with like quantum break being like was, 170 odd gigabytes i was just about to say for people who don't know i didn't put it in the news this week but um quantum break is 179 gigabytes so what i'm reading from other people uh inside this influences is if you buy an xbox one x you will need an external hard drive of a significant size to go with that so I know it's a £450 console or $500, but remember you are going to need a t- a, like a, another two or three terabyte external um, on top of that. Otherwise, you're going to be deleting games every two seconds. And, and an incredibly fast funny. internet. <laughs> Do you know what? And yeah, that's that's really important as well, obviously, internet speeds. But again, I don't think that should, that should take away from the experience of the console. Um, and last but not least, we have Tech Advisor here saying, the Xbox One X is massively powerful and it comes at a steep price. But compared to the equivalent gaming PC, it's especially good value for money. Right now, the appeal is slightly limited by the number of people with 4K TVs in the UK, but if you're a Forza, Assassin's Creed, or Gears of War fan, then there could be enough to tempt you. Um, ultimately, the X1, the One X, sorry, isn't for everyone. But if you have a 4K TV that can take advantage of the extra graphical power, you're in for a real treat. So, I, I, again, everyone seems to be on the same page here, which is if you want, this is this is me reading these reviews and tweets and um, not being able to come out myself because I don't have one, but if you want and have the means to have a 4K TV or want the best-looking games bar a PC, um, the best-looking games on a console, the Xbox One X is the way to go. If you care about your your frames and your graphic, uh, your resolutions, and that stuff matters to you, this is the console for you. And if that doesn't matter to you, and gameplay is still king, and you already own a one regular or an S, and you're happy with that, and you still got 1080p TVs, you're fine. There's no problem here. Yeah, hundred percent. Tech advisor, the tech advisor snippet really like hit the nail on the head. Where it's like, you got a 4K TV? Yep. Do you want to play 4K? Do you want to play games in 4K? Yep. Then this is the console you want. Yeah. 100%. Fair enough, fair enough. Gary, this week we have two topic of the weeks. Because oh, some crap. big, some big, yeah, some, this doesn't happen often, so you should be privileged. Um, some big, 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 big news come out of Ubisoft this week. Uh, which says, the headline is, PS5 and next Xbox are minimum of two years away. Ubisoft predicts. Tucking, here it goes. It's going to be quite a while before we see the new PS, the PlayStation, or Xbox consoles, according to Assassin's Creed Origins and Rainbow Six Siege publisher Ubisoft. And an investment call, CEO Yusuf Gelmont stated the company believes the next major consoles are, and I quote, a minimum of two years, end quote, away. Remember, Gary. I am dyslexic and do not read very well. Any words I get wrong or names I get wrong, correct me. Um, I, I didn't you, want to step on anyone's toes. No, 100%. Episode, you 100%. It, you, step on, you step on everybody's toes, especially mine, all right? Okay. You use those big feet of yours and step, 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 all right? My feet are actually quite massive, so. So perfect. Uh, and a quote. As Sony launched the PS4 Pro last year and Microsoft Xbox One X this year, we... 
think we will still have a minimum of two years in front of us before something new is coming, end quote. Gilmont stated, quote, by our uh, perception, we don't have any confidential information on that front. So, Gary, two years. Xbox just released a console like a second yesterday. ago. Yesterday. Literally um, yesterday. A second ago. Um, a minimum of two years. What do you make of that? How does that make you feel? That is pretty much where I would thought we were going to be. Like, I mean, obviously this is going back to that it was going to be the Xbox, I don't know, two, you know. Um, yeah. And obviously the PS5. Like, I... Ex- 2019 that would put it in um so 2019 2020 was where i expected the ps5 to be um as for xbox god only knows what they're doing now because they've been talking about mid-generation cycles and and iterative hardware for the last like sort of year since they've been talking about project scorpio um so god only knows where their next console is going to come or even what it's going to do would you so i think what it would do is going to build upon the base of 4k now i guess everything will by the time that comes i would assume everything will be 4k and i don't know what the next resolution will be um 8k i don't 8K. know you 6K? know what it is yeah it's 8k yeah uh, is it 8k I don't, i'm, I'm yeah. not tech savvy like that so i haven't got a clue um yeah uh there's one more quote we got here which is um we really like the fact that Sony and Microsoft are really putting more power in their machines, using the evolution of technology to power the to, to give power to our developments to create better games for our players. He said, um, "That is going in the right direction, rather than trying to do accessories or other things. That is going to help the industry a lot because the games will be really beautiful on those machines." So. Interesting, interesting, interesting stuff coming out here. Um, obviously, developers want better tools to do with their games, obviously. Um, I'm sure they would love consoles to just go away and everyone had PCs because then they could just to the highest skew. No! <laughs> Not going to happen. But um, I just think it's interesting to hear two years after we £450 just been spent on a... If you just bought an Xbox One X. And uh, what I think what I think will, it will be um, is... Xbox will just keep building upon what they have now. Um, everything will be backwards compatibility like it is already, um, just even more so on the Xbox One X front. There's no way um, they're going to be going backwards. The Xbox family will just keep growing, like an iPhone, I would say. And sooner rather than later, the Xbox One X that I own right now will be dropped off and be told you cannot use these type of games on that, then the S, and then the X, and they will just keep growing like that. For its competition, that's another person to talk about. Maybe someone that owns a company called My PlayStation. Me, I haven't got a clue. Oh, I don't um, know where that would, the way anything like that would come from. No, thought. me too, me too. Um, but it would be an interesting thought process um, for Microsoft if PlayStation comes out first. Where does that leave them? I think Microsoft front? are starting to take a more Nintendo approach to the games industry. They've I mean, they've obviously realized that as far as like this generation goes, however, that is def- going to be defined once it's over. I mean, they've lost um, in the sales race, in purely the sales race, not, not in any other kind money. of yeah of PR or anything like that. I think they know they've lost, they can't gain ground, and they're trying to do something different. And to me, they've talked a lot about mobile phones. It's like you upgrade your mobile phone every, every couple of years. Um, I don't think consoles are going to start coming out yearly. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think no. it's just too much of a strain on someone's wallet. Yeah. But 
to me, it, it seems quite similar to the way Nintendo handled the DS, because obviously that console was very, very long. Like, it, it existed for a very long time. And what happened was they kept bringing out revisions to the hardware. So you had the DS, the DSi, mm-hmm. the 3DS, the DSXL. And every, they, every now and again, those consoles would get more powerful. And then the, the older one, the oldest one that was still viable, that would drop off. So eventually, you would have to upgrade your DS, but you wouldn't necessarily have to buy the next one every single time. Yeah, and I think that's what they're trying to go for. I think they're going to be, they're going to look to people to sort of leapfrog it. So, say you don't buy an Xbox One X this time, you may get the Xbox One XX, the next one, next one, yeah. um, and then sort of leapfrog it that way. And people who have bought an Xbox One X might not necessarily even need to buy the next console. Yeah, well, it's the same as the same, and it's a similar model too. That it is a similar model to phones, um, which is I still haven't. I've got an iPhone six because Haley just got an iPhone seven. Um, she went from a six to a seven because she didn't want to pay the price for a eight. She just said, "No, I'm not paying that. That's ridiculous. The price they wanted to charge her, um, especially with the X that's just come out." Um, I don't think we're missing out on much, and hopefully, I I personally don't want to see consoles go this way. I love the the big the big story of PlayStation 4 versus Xbox One. I do. And I love the full process of behind it and how fans... I don't love the arguing as much, but I love the friendly banter that I've had all my life being on the Xbox side of things. Being an Xbox, especially this generation, being an Xbox player, you've had to have some thick skin. You have. Definitely. Because, we, because we've learned that PlayStation fans love to brag about everything but as soon as an xbox fan gra- brags about something oh that's shit that's what happens on the internet that is so now xbox is shouting about something playstation fans hate it i see it on my twitter all day long because obviously i own everything so i have to i follow everything but um do you know i'm really 16 on twitter place. in the last uh, sort of 48 hours um is oh you can't tell the difference between the the pro and the xbox one x of course you can you can, unless your eyesight's bad, in which case, fair enough. But other than that, like, just stop it. I think, it, again, it does come down to developers. I think people are being silly when they say that, that you can't see a difference on stuff that's been enhanced. Don't be stupid and say games that haven't been enhanced. Um, let's talk about something else, shall we? Let's move on to the news. But before we do that, we've got to hear from our boy Mike Lynch. And Mike Lynch says, hey guys, how you all doing? I am no longer on a hiatus. So you need to come find me. You need to come get me. You need to come sing me at youtube.com slash Mike Lynch. He's not the ukulele player. So go find him. See his things and reviews on movies. He goes over life experiences. He spoke about um, a sensitive topic, actually, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Um, maybe you should go check him out. Give him a subscribe and show some love to your boy, Mike Lynch. Again, youtube.com slash Mike Lynch. Thank you, Mike, for supporting the show. Gary, should we get into some news? Why not? Gary, you being the new co-host, and um, I have I have taken the duty of reading everything. Oh. Do you like reading? Do you want to read? Do you want to go one-on-one? Do you want... We're learning on the fly here. You're my new co-host. You're my new... I haven't even got a name for you yet, which we'll get there. Don't you worry. We'll get there. But do you want me to just anchor this show and you give your thoughts, or do you want to be reading some of it or not? Oh, Oh, I don't know. I wasn't expecting I'll, this kind of choice. I'll take this first one, shall I? Speaking of My, choice. Microsoft wants to make more first-party games. In an interview with Bloomberg, 
Head of Xbox Phil Spencer, whose latest job title is ex- ex- <laughs> Executive Vice President of Xbox Business for Microsoft Corp. I love these long titles. Uh, more or less owns up to what Xbox owners have been feeling for years. The first party software has its highlights, but they aren't nearly enough high quality exclusives on Microsoft's console, which I agree with everything Bloomberg said right there. Um, in the interview, the article says, Microsoft plans to increase investment in developing in-house video games, including um, sorry, including starting or acquiring studios to do so. Spencer uh, goes on to add, and I quote, We need to grow and look forward look forward to doing that. Our ability to go create content has one of has to be one of our strengths. We haven't always invested at the same level. We've gone through ups and downs in investments. Nah, Phil. Hashtag and feel we trust all day, every day, 100%. Why, 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 why? We've been saying this as fans for the last God knows how long. The <laughs> I don't want to be this guy, but PlayStation exclusives are far superior to Xbox exclusives. There's no there's no two ways about it. Xbox has some phenomenal games, Forza. Uh, Forza 7 and the Forza series phenomenal Gears of War phenomenal Halo not my cup of tea but I know a lot of people love it Gears of War but we've said this before and I'll say it again it isn't to the same caliber of your Horizon Zero Dawns or Last of Us that I just think that's facts don't talk about it do it is where I'm at on this point which we're getting games like State of Decay Two, which I cannot wait for. We're getting games like Sea of Thieves, which again I can't wait for. We're getting games like Crackdown, which nobody cares about. Um, but we need, I need some big boy stuff. I need Fable Four. I need you to go to go to Capcom and go get me Dino Crisis and make that. I need you to go to IO, which we're going to be talking about soon, and go sign the new, the next Hitman game as an exclusive. I don't want this timed exclusive. I don't want this early access exclusive. I want Stone Cold Steve Austin rock bottom exclusives. I want. I don't want the case that I had with Dead Rising 4, where I thought it was an exclusive, and then a year later it's on PlayStation. I don't want it, it, the same thing with Max Burst. Max... Brotherhood is on PS4? Shit, that was an Xbox exclusive title. Like, really? Make these exclusives, make them good, and let's get talking about them ASAP. Because we're losing on that front when it comes to PlayStation. Gary? Uh, yeah, I kind of read this story. And as my entire reaction can be summed up by me just sort of going, no shit. Like, this isn't something you should just be realising now. And Which if it, I don't think they were. I think they're reacting to it now. Yeah. And it's like, my other reaction to that was, if you were going to react to it now, why couldn't you have reacted to it six months ago when Square Enix was selling Isle? Mm-hmm. Um, like, everybody told you you should, because you could have got Isle and Hitman, and that would have been on your Xbox. But, I mean, fair play to them for actually saying, we're going to do something about it. And, like, I'll take that with a grain of salt. Because, um, as you say, you stop talking, start doing and I love to, to see the E3 next year or the year after where there's 
just it's just it's the games. same sort of blitzkrieg as games but instead of being a bunch of third-party games or timed console exclusives or console exclusives or console launch or whatever the fuck they're going to call them exactly. um it's just a bunch of cool xbox games yep i'm with you 100 percent, dude i really am um i stop talking and just do on this one that's all i want to really say on the matter which is do that and i'll be happy we all want we all want great games and i know but we all want we want reasons to own an xbox and we have that with certain games cuphead being one of them lovely t-shirt by the way oh yes um, game of the year <laughs> um cuphead being one of them and there are some other phenomenal games on the xbox platform but i want games to the next level now i want games on par with the last of us and um horizon zero dawn please next story which we have are we doing what are we doing me you me 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 telltale games lays off 25 percent of staff as part of company restructure i get all the best news don't i you get all of them, all of them. yeah i get all the good news <laughs> telltale games the developers behind choice-based episodic series like the walking dead batman and Guardians of the Galaxy, has announced 25% of its staff has been laid off in a company-wide restructure. The reduction affects 90 staffers across all of Telltale's divisions, but are, according to a press release, not going to affect Telltale's already announced slate of games, which includes new seasons of The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us. Some bad news here. Obviously, thoughts go out to anybody who lost their job at Telltale. Um, I hope you land on your feet. Um, there's, there's, there's nothing more I can really say there. Um... This is interesting, Gary. This is an interesting one. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm gonna, you're probably going to get that a lot over the next couple of weeks with me asking you what are your thoughts on certain IP, certain type of games. But we'll start here with uh, Telltale. What are your thoughts on Telltale games? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Are they not really games? What is? What do you think of these type of experiences? Oh, I mean, for starters, the whole they're not really games argument is just bullshit. Um, but, I mean, I get that they have limited interactivity, but they're still games. Um, I I dip in and out of Telltale, um, and it generally has to, it's generally if the IP is good, if the IP is mm-hmm. something I'm interested in, I'll play it. There was a point in time when they first started coming out with like the first season of The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us, where I would just play whatever because I was really enjoying their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's a case of I played Batman the first season of Batman because I'm a huge DC fan, I'm a huge Batman fan. Um, I'm really, really stoked for The Wolf Among Us Season 2 um, because it's about time, and that game was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But things like totally Guardians agree. of the Galaxy, I've never played it. Um, so I played, no real... I played Episode 1, and I haven't played it since. Didn't didn't enjoy it at all. No. Um, same with Batman, same with Minecraft, same with... Um, uh, fudge. Same with... What's the TV show everybody loves I don't watch? <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Um, no, I like a Big Bang Theory. Sorry. Um, shit. What is it? Uh, what Telltale worked on? Jesus, help me out here. Yeah? I don't know, man. They've really haven't they released like seventeen games in the last two months. What is it? Um, uh, the one where everyone's naked in it all the time. Game of Thrones. Game, Game of Thrones. There we go. Game of Thrones. Uh, played that first episode. I think this is very interesting. And obviously, they've got the new CEO that's come in, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully, this means they're going to focus on projects more than what they were doing because I felt like I felt like they were, for lack of a better analogy, they were a machine gun that someone was trying to snipe with, which they were just shooting a load of bullets, and nobody 
they, they wasn't affecting people. We could it's just like that one scene in Pineapple Express where James Franco fires the AK-47 in. Exactly. In yeah. That's a great film, by the way. Awesome um, yeah, it, it, for me, obviously, I never want to see people get laid off. Um, and I hope they all fall back on their feet and get great jobs. Um, but from a telltale standpoint of, I want them to focus. And see, the the, the last season of The Walking Dead um, is very important. It is telling the story of how it ends with Clementine. And there is nothing more important to me than Clementine in this series. Like, I protect her over everything. She is an iconic character. Um, someone that will stick with me for the rest of my life. Um see walking dead season one and even two i don't i don't actually hate to like some people um but they're some of the most memorable experiences i've had with a game um i've never cried the way i've cried like i did in season one. Oh god um, don't remind me yeah um borderlands again i would love to see them do a new borderlands borderlands is amazing the the telltale series very funny very enjoyable to play um wolf among us like you said we're getting a season two finally um Let's hope they just focus a bit more after this new engine coming. Apparently, that's what they're teasing. Um, they're going to refine. They're going to well. They're going to refine. I don't know if it's new or they're refining. So we'll we'll see how things go and see how we get on. Next piece of news: IO Interactive com- com- confirms confirms that they're working on a new Hitman. Woo! IO Interactive has confirmed that they are there is a new Hitman game in the works and I quote we'll make we're making great progress end quote IO Interactive CEO Hanker Ab- Hacken Abrak or Abrak Hacken no Hacan. way yeah I can Hacken that's why I said didn't I, I Hacken I think I said Hacken Hacken Ab- yeah whatever said uh, the next Hitman in a sorry the next the next yeah the next Hitman in a post celebrating of launch of the Hitman Game of the Year edition, and I quote, we're having exciting new features and some franchises first, which we cannot wait to tell you about. Um, and then the next quote we have here, which is, we don't plan to start talking about the game until some point in 2018. So by the sounds of things, Gary, you're a Hitman fan. The the last Hitman game was fucking awesome. I, I heard the things. loved it. N- never played it, because I don't like stealth games. Don't like stealth games, so... Never, never actually play them, but um, I hear good things. It's so great. It's just, it's, it's, it is a stealth game, absolutely. So if you if you're not into stealth games, you might not get as much out of it. But man, just the level of openness of a map, and the fact that the 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 number of different ways that you can just even approach just doing one single objective, man, it it one of the easily one of the best games of 2016. Mm. So you're very excited for a new one then? So excited for the second one. I was I was devastated when Square Enix said they were they were gonna sell it off and then there was like no news for a, a, a bit of time about whether someone mm. was buying it. I was utterly devastated. But they've gone independent. They are making a new Hitman. That's surely so, uh, Xbox have got to go get this, right? I said that when the news broke the first time that Phil Spencer should just throw money at Square Enix until they give him. Uh, but they don't even have to throw money at Square Enix no more. They've they just sh- got to throw money at IO. That's literally all they've got to do, which has got to be easier than Square. They should get the biggest truck they can find, fill it full of money, and just back up into their driveway. The, I, let's be realistic here. Uh, Hitman isn't going to sell Xboxes, though. Okay, so maybe but like a what, medium-sized truck. So Yeah, but what it does do is it gives... Su- it gives you another reason to own an Xbox. 
over the competition. If you can get Hitman, Hitman's a Hitman's a franchise. I won't say it's a huge franchise, but it's a franchise. People know who the hit they know Hitman. Do you know what I mean? They know Agent. Um, they know the bald man. It doesn't matter how you know him, but you know him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, whether it's through these unsuccessful films or not. Um, <laughs> the the games have got such fan love. And I feel like a lot of... And it's got enough fan love that people that play it on PlayStation maybe would creep over and just take a look-see if it was an exclusive. Maybe. I mean, um, you say you say when you say Hitman wouldn't sell Xboxes, you're absolutely right. But I think the thing to look at with PlayStation, and I know I'm going to talk about PlayStation for the next 30 seconds, but like, unless it's like The Last of Us or Uncharted, you, you look at games like Horizon or uh, Persona or... Uh, fucking knack even knack like none of those games would sell a system but it becomes a piece of the puzzle and all of those games combined convince people to buy a playstation so hitman Uh could become a piece of the puzzle that brings people to say i'm gonna buy an xbox it would be like hitman plus halo plus gears plus this plus that plus all this other stuff yeah never forget state of decay great series state of decay so good so good so good um i guess transitioning assassin's creed my turn Dude, my turn. I'm going to turn a little bit to, to read. Assassin's Creed Origins launch sales double Syndicate. Launch sales of Assassin's Creed Origins would double that of previous game Syndicate Ubisoft has revealed. The detail, announced in a financial call to investors last night, sheds new light on the data released after Origins' first week on sale here in the UK, that the game's physical sales were roughly on par with Syndicate. What changed? As we noted at the time, UK numbers company... Chart track does not count digital downloads, and for Assassins, these were very strong. 35% of copies sold with digital downloads, Ubisoft confirmed last night. That's compared to just 15% of Syndicate's sales being digital. And I love this quote here. Assassin's Creed is, quote, officially back. Ubisoft boss Yves Guimore commented. Ubisoft... Ubisoft, Ubisoft be having a great year. They'd be having a great year. They've been having and a good two doing, years. They but they be having a great year this year, especially. Like it's been it's been interesting to watch them uh, work. And uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, like I said, I'm loving the game so far. Um, again, I think this is just if you're out there developing a game year after year after year, year after year after year, year, after year, year, year right? Like Ugh. take a break, chill. Like this is what happens when you take a break and show a bit of love to a series. Um, Just put people your feet up, get behind get a drink, it. Stick Netflix on. Not quite, but um, <laughs> Netflix and chill with someone. And Netflix and chill, be fine. Uh, but do you know what I mean? It does. It just shows that Syndicate. You said you loved it, but I know it was lukewarm on certain people. I think people had enough of Assassin's Creed and taking a year off and making people want it a bit more has really done the game wonders and the games at a better quality as well. 100%. 100%. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is now in EA Access. The trial is now available for everybody to play. Uh, so, I talk about it every week, usually. Um, you should definitely own EA Access if you're an Xbox player because it's an important piece of... Uh, 
I think it's an important, it's, it's something that PlayStation hasn't got, and it gives you an instant collection to games that you may not have tried. My one was Plants vs. Zombies, so I would never have played that game if I didn't have EA access. Love it, you got the free trial, it's well worth the £20 for the year. Um, but yeah, you can get Star Wars Battlefront trial, 10 hours trial, I think it is, Yeah. Um, right now. So, go do that. Dude, definitely. EA Access is easily, of all these monthly payment game collections, is easily the best value for me. I can't argue with you. I can't argue with you there. £20 for a year, I think that's a banging press. Yeah, and the games you get in it are just... And they never disappear either. So, yeah. Speaking of things selling well, Gary. Speaking of things never disappearing. Grand Theft Auto V has now sold... More than 85 million units, which is more than Wii Sports. Rest in peace. Mikey Barra tweets, Grand Theft Auto V is now sold. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept reading. Um, no, you're cool. You're cool. Um, yeah, this is mad. It's an insane number to hit. It's an, it was inevitable that like Grand Theft Auto V is always going to... So, does this... I was saying this to Hayley. I was explaining to her like the, the importance of this. So did Grand Theft Auto 5, has Grand Theft Auto 5 now sold more copies of a game than we sold a console? Because um, Wii Sports because Wii Sports was a packet. It depends how the how they were tracking Wii Sports because didn't if I remember rightly, didn't they switch it out for Wii Sports Resort at a certain point? No, that come with the, the, that come with the Wii Play. Not to turn this into a Wii uh, podcast, but that come with the Wii Play uh, controller, Hold the on. Motion Control Plus thing. So it's interesting that GTA Five eighty five million. Like, oh my god, that is a crazy amount of units to sell. Um, uh, the Wii sold one hundred and one million. Okay, there we go. Okay, so, okay. Do you think GTA Five will sell more copies? Oh my. Than then the Wii will sell. <laughs> then the Wii is sold. You know what? If you asked me like a year ago, I would have laughed. But now it's just like... I mean, This game is in the top 10 MPD every single month. I don't... Doesn't everybody own it already? I don't, I don't understand. Apparently not. No, 85 million people do, but not everybody. I mean... I think they might even release it on... They haven't even released it on the Switch. No, imagine. I don't think they will. I think I had this conversation with Joe. There's no way this is coming to Switch. Uh, I think the Switch we'll might see. burst we'll into see. flames. Next piece of news. Take two. Uh, at new entry of major 2K franchises by March 2019. In addition to Red Dead Redemption 2, Take Two will be launching a new entry in one of T- uh, 2K's major franchises franchises in the next physical year the publisher made comments in and its earning reports when discussing what to expect from the company moving forward quote looking ahead we expect financials 2019 to be a record year for net booking and net cash provided by operating activities led by the the upcoming launches of rockstar games red dead redemption 2 and highly anticipated new titles from one of 2k's biggest franchises take two ceo Stratus Zelnek said in a statement as part of its earning report. The, the that do from there, and I'll carry on in a second. What could this be, Gary? I wonder. It's got to be right. Yeah, I mean, there's an outside like five percent chance it might be Bioshock, but it's not. It's Borderlands Three. It's definitely not Bioshock. That's five no percent. <laughs> no way. You better go down to one percent. Um, 
Borderlands Free. Yes, I'm all day. I can't wait for that game. I love Borderlands. Um, So I'm totally, totally, totally down for that. I didn't think it would be ready by then, 2019. I suppose that sounds about right, though. April Um, next year to March 2019. Showing the E3? Showing the E3 this year? Uh, Next year? Um, I don't know. Did did 2K and Take 2 really do E3? Um, or did they do the they don't thing? do G- I think GTA doesn't do it, but I think I'm pretty well, Battleborn was shown there, weren't they? That's, I mean, Red that's... Dead did its own thing. But Red Dead and GTA, they kind of put them in the, the yeah. similar echelons. Um, I think a game like Borderlands needs to be at E3. But that's just my yeah. two, Bob. No, you're right. You're right. It should be. Spe- speaking of the greatest franchise of all time. Speaking of the greatest franchise of all time, let me read you an awesome story. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard has sold 4.1 million copies as of September 30th, 2017. Capcom revealed the figure as part of its latest financial results, which show Resident Evil 7 is now tied with Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, Monster Hunter 4, and Street Fighter 2 Turbo as the publisher's seventh best-selling game of all time. Resident Evil 5 remains atop that list with 7.2 million units sold. This is like an amazing story. Then, like that end part just makes me so sad. I know. Um, so, Resident Evil Seven sold four point one million copies, which I think is an amazing, amazing amount of sales. I still, I don't. I think I am the one that's being stupid. I feel like Resident Evil is bigger than what it actually is. Like it- because because I love the series so much. And I live and breathe and die, and I've got books, and I've got games, and I've got board games, and I've got t-shirts, and I've got it all. I don't realise this game isn't, like, so amazingly huge, like, some things. And with Resident Evil 5 being the best, the best Best Resident Evil game ever. The best Capcom game, but Resident Evil game as well is where I go with it, which is 7.2 is just like, Resident Evil 5, really? Like, damn. Damn, but that was coming off of Resident Evil 4, which is overrated, but sure. I agree. <laughs> um, but this makes me happy, because it means Resident Evil lives on, Gary. That uh, means... Yeah, no, definitely. Like They said three, was it three back in January? They said three million was, was what they were in. Yeah. So yeah. it's past that. I mean, the thing about Resident Evil and the thing about all horror games is they're never going to sell, like, unless they turn into action games, amounts. they're never going to sell, like, 7, 10, 15, 85 million units. Um, yeah. They're always going to be a, a bit more niche. The only thing that this this uh, worries me about means that um, we'll be staying uh, the same camera angle now. We'll be staying the same. It will be the same type of game now. They found the rhythm with VR, which I think had a big, big, big reason for this selling well um, on that side of things, which is a shame because I love third person. So I'm hoping, my thought process here is I'm hoping they're going to bring back Resident Evil Revelations 3 and that will be our third person and we'll get Leon and Claire and Chris. Not so much Chris because Chris is in the new one, but he looks like an idiot. So I want the old Chris back. Can we get him? Um, maybe not Chris because I've gone off the ball a bit there. Uh, but maybe Rebecca over there. What do you make of it, of Chris? Actually, just a quick one. Oh, we've, how many times have we done do this? Be, um, we've done that on camera though. I know, but I didn't want to do it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I was fine with it. Like I, I to be fair though, I still, I'm still annoyed that I don't know whether this is a reboot or a sequel continuation or anything. Well, it like takes that. place after six. Does it? Seven takes place after six. 
That's maybe why I don't understand why he looks so different. Maybe he stopped taking steroids. So what, he, took, he stopped taking steroids and his face shape decided to change as well? Sure, why not? All right, cool. Drugs do weird <laughs> things to you, man. Just look at me. Okay. Yeah, true, true. You was you was a nice looking lad until you took reds. Mm. Um, <laughs> next piece of news: Final Fantasy Fifteen multiplayer DLC gets new release date after delay. Following a delay, Final Fantasy Fifteen's fourth expansion, the Comrades multiplayer DLC, will be released on November fifteenth, and I cannot wait. So whoop whoop whoop! I've played all the other DLC for Final Fantasy Fifteen. I completed. This is my first ever completion of a Final Fantasy game. Love it, love it, love it, love it, and I cannot wait for this. So, boo, yeah. Would you rate? Would you reckon this? Um, it was. I mean, it was my game of the year last year, but I'm probably not gonna play it. But that's purely because I don't really go backwards too much. Um, but have it you sounds played the interesting. DLCs? Have you played I'm, any of the DLCs? No. Oh, dude, they're so good. They're so good. They're worth playing. They're I, worth playing. I may invest in a season pass when they're um. When all the DLC is out. <laughs> for those the, for those who are not watching the video version of the show, Gary just uh, pretended to puke a little bit in his mouth when he mentioned season passes. I'm sure we're going to hear about that uh, sooner rather than later one day. Probably. Just wait until there's a new story about loot boxes and you'll see me really off the chain. <laughs> see you off the chain. How about you take this next story then? Uh, yep. Yeah. EA says it will bring EA Access style subscription programs to other platforms. EA, excuse me, has revealed that it plans to expand its subscription services like Xbox One's EA Access and PC's Origin Access to other platforms, although it doesn't specify exactly what they'd be. Speaking on an EA earnings call, as transcribed by Seeking Alpha, CEO Andrew Wilson discussed the success of the existing subscription services before revealing its future plans. Our subscription quote, actually quote, sorry. Our subscription services like EA Access and Origins Access are bringing more players from across our network to join in. Our subscription player base continues to grow, and you should expect us to continue driving this model to more platforms going forward. So, where does this leave us? Because PlayStation turned it down because they didn't like the thought of it because it would uh, interact with PlayStation now. I'm guessing this pushes it to mobile. Um, I guess I, I don't know. Like I was thinking the same thing. It's like they don't release games on Switch. PlayStation don't want it. What other platforms could this possibly be on? I'm guessing mobile. That's it. That's literally all I can think of. Unless they they're back retalking to PlayStation. PlayStation's like, Joe, you know what? We were wrong. Please come over. I mean, you got to assume Xbox gets a cut of all subscriptions. Maybe the subscription numbers are really good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe business might talk at the end of the day. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's that's that. Um, next piece of news we got is more about Telltale and the Walking Dead uh, Telltale series collection announced. Uh, Rogue One writer joins season four. Telltale Games has announced the Walking Dead the Telltale series collection, which includes all nineteen episodes of the game series so far. The collection will be forty nine ninety nine. Collection will be available on December fifth for PS four, Xbox One, digitally and physically across North America and Europe. It features the most recent season, A New Frontier, as well as uh, visually enhanced versions of season one and season two, four hundred days, and the three part Michonne ser- uh, mini series. Telltale has also announced Rogue One, a Star Wars story writer, Gary Witter 
will return as a story consultant for the fourth season and the seasons, uh, the final season of the Walking Dead series, uh, Telltale series, which will be released in 2018. Whittle was part of the team of writers who worked on the first season. Quote, collaborating with Telltale on the first season of Clementine's journey through the world of the Walking Dead was one of the highlights of my career. So re- reuniting with them to now bring her story to a close with the, this final season feels like a homecoming, end quote. Witter said in a statement alongside the announcement. So I have one big question, Gary. One big question, which I'm Hit sure me. everyone's thinking. If I buy this collection, which has been upgraded res, do I get new achievements? Oh, that's all. That's all I want to know because I'll play it all over again if I get more achievements. You, if you're telling me more achievements and I get to relive this story again and it looks even prettier and runs a little bit better, I'm in all day, every day, baby, all day, every day. Here's my question to your question because I don't, okay. I, I don't know. Does this collection is this collection going to include the final season? It doesn't look that way from what I'm reading. No. That seems like a really weird. No, makes sense. I don't know. Makes sense. I will. I personally, I personally, I, it makes. I get. I it get why what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm with you. It probably should, but they know the hardcore Walking Dead fans like myself are gonna go out and buy that anyway. That's true. And I really do want a physical version of this. Like, I'm not really into big physical media. Like, I'm starting to... There's, the only things I collect physically is Walking... Uh, not Walking Dead. Is um, Resident Evil, Metal Gear Solid, um, and, like, if it's a game that I really, truly love. I like to have stuff that I really, truly love, um, just in case it ever goes away digitally. Walking Dead's one of those things that I want physically. Um, so I will 100% pick up this collection to have it physically. Definitely. Maybe not day one, but I definitely want it. And if it's more achievements, more achievements, more achievements, bro, I'm there. More fads, that's like one, two, three, four, five thousand G. And they're not hard to get either. Five thousand G, I'm I'm in, bro. I'm in. Good news though, Gary Witter's coming back because he was in yes. the, he did the first season as well. He did, um, and he was a, he done a phenomenal job on the first season. Yeah. Um, great yeah. writer, great man. Works kind of funny now, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, weird, isn't it? That's just weird, yeah. Yeah, whatever you think about season two, season three, Michonne, 400 Days, season one was incredible. Mr. Mooney's in the chat right now, and he says he doubts that there will be another 5,000 G. I hope you're wrong, Mooney. I hope you're wrong. Um, Hi, Games Mr. with Gold this month. Uh, track Mania Turbo. November, you will get from November 1st to November 30th. Tales from the Borderlands, November 16th to December 15th, which 100% you should play if you haven't played it. Amazing. Nights into Dreams, November 1st to November 15th. Deadfall Adventures, from November 16th to November 30th. Go pick them up. Especially Track Mania Turbo, it's really good. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Interesting, interesting, Gary. Should we, should we, should we hop into that fix a sack? Yeah, man. I've, I've always wanted to hop into your sack. So let's, let's go, let's go. This first email. So I had a couple of emails left over. So this is not Matt's fault. He didn't know. He didn't know. It's not going to be awkward at all. Fix and the people's champ. Hmm. I'm saying nothing. What are the pros and cons of gaming on a monitor versus the TV? Just debating. Um, a gaming monitor for when I get a 1x mat gamer tag. Go add him, little Smee. L I L space S M I Y. Um, 
what are the the, the, the pros and lag cons? Is the um, big pro yeah. for getting a gaming monitor. So if you um if you play a lot of fast paced games, if you play a lot of uh, online shooters, especially input lag is basically on most mid-range to high-end monitors is one millisecond, which is the lowest it could possibly be. Whereas on a TV, you could be looking at anywhere from sort of 30 to 60 milliseconds. Mm, there you go. Gary is absolutely not that one out of the park for me because I would have just made up some rubbish now, wouldn't <laughs> really. Um, I think for me, a gaming monitor to me means you're sat at a desk, yeah. um, which that has its pros and cons as well, um, which the, I've just told you all about. <laughs> yeah, no, the big the big con would be size, um, because if you're looking at getting a monitor, you're probably only sort of, and, and depending on how much money you've got, you're probably only going to get up to a 32-inch, whereas with a TV, you can get like a big one, like 50-inch, quite cheap, so. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, next one, we have again from my man Matt, and he says, hey, fixing the people, champ. Why aren't the Xbox 360 Crackdown games on backwards compatibility yet? I guess they have held these back to release with the new game, if it ever releases. But is that really going to help the new game sell? Opinions. Matt, again, Gamer Gamer Tag, little Smee. I think that's probably a safe bet. Um, It's that incentive, isn't it, of buy Crackdown 3, get Crackdown 1 and 2, backwards compatibility now, which... I'll tell you right now, that got me to buy Fallout because I never played uh, Fallout 3. Don't know why, I still never played Fallout 3, but I own it. I have it. Um, it One got me day. Still with Sa- it got me still with South Park. Still haven't played Stick of Truth, but that's a little bit different. Um, I would assume maybe that they will put it out be it in a little bit earlier, maybe a, one- a month before Crackdown 3. Um, It'll be a pre-order bonus. You pre-order Crackdown and, three, you get one and two on backwards compatibility. No, definitely that. But I'm saying maybe they put them out earlier, a month earlier, um, and they announce this at the same time, so you can get them there or pre-order, pre-order this now and get them. Do you know what I mean, sort of thing? Um, but then again, you run the risk. This is the problem. You run the risk. If you do what I just said, you run the risk of people being they've already played enough Crackdown. They don't need Crackdown three. That is the problem. Because it is a very much you jump around and collect orbs game. Like, that's it. I don't see the hype about it. I'm sorry. I really don't. I've never played a Crackdown game. Ever. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, here we go. I'm writing to say it's been a while since I sent in an email. So, here is one. Welcome to the new co-host. Yeah, that's me. Hi. Hello. And I need some. You. And I need some advice from y'all. Do I get an Xbox One X, but I have no 4K TV, or... Do I upgrade to an Xbox One S for £240? Love y'all. Angel Boy, aka the best mod ever. I can't argue with him. I can't argue with him. He's a really good mod. Can't argue with him there. I'll have to take your word for it. Mm, maybe, maybe you'll see one day. Um, Angel Boy, it's a good question. It is a really good question. I think, again, like we said at the top of the show, what do you want? Do you want the best looking games even on your 1080p tv do you want the best looking games on your 1080p tv do you want quicker load times do you want um a nice beautiful box which is the xbox one x black can't get an s black um there's a ton of things what do you want and do you want to pay for that um or do you just want a nice new xbox that isn't your chunky vcr player that you don't have a 4k tv and you're not planning on getting a 4k tv anytime soon then maybe the S is the way to go. Um, for someone like you, I know you're a young lad. 
um that I'm, I'm sure your parents are going to be buying you these for christmas i'd assume um me personally i am now as much as i want to get rid of my vcl player i cannot buy an xbox one that's knowing there's something better out there i have to buy the best thing why would i degrade myself on a console front because i care about that where the comparison to my phone it doesn't matter to me it does the same thing it's a little bit slower on a console front i me personally in my own thought process i cannot now buy a one uh, a one s over an xbox one x it's like the pro the pro wasn't out when i bought my ps4 ps4 i bought my ps4 on black friday a couple years back and if i knew there was a pro coming i wouldn't have bought that i would have waited for the pro but i didn't and that's the life i live do you know what i mean so i i personally i couldn't do it um i couldn't go out there and buy it no matter what the the beautiful 240 price point they got some amazing deals at on the one s at the moment um i'm seeing that like 200 pound without four games and stuff like that the one s is an amazing console and people love it but i don't think i could personally um tell you you should do that even if you don't own the 4k tv gary anything you add on that i mean it's uh, i mean it will look better even in 1080 because it does mm-hmm. the same thing my pc does where it, it makes the image at 4k and then shrinks it um but will it look that much better not really will it look 200 quid better yeah but it is future proofing as well. So, like, if you are going to get a 4K TV, and so even if at some point, say, in the near future or the mid future, um, it might be worth thinking about spending the extra money to get the 1X. But, yeah, that's it. Mm. <laughs> that's okay. all I got. No, all good, all good, all good. Um, okay, next one. It says High Fixer and Mysterious Co host. Ooh. Sorry to hear that Joe is no longer part of the MXM, the MXAM podcast. Will our new co-host emulate the new dawn of the Xbox, the Xbox X for MXAM? No, he won't. He has not bought an Xbox One X, unfortunately. Sorry. Of the two latest game releases, which would the team recommend to a gamer that has limited gaming time and is a fan of both COD? World War Two and Assassin's Creed franchises keep the good work going, Fishy. So, Gary, I don't know if you know this. Fishy's actually my uncle. Shout out to you, Uncle Michael. Love, respect you, brother. Um, Fishy, I know the way you play games. Listen to me carefully, very, very carefully. Go and buy Assassin's Creed. I know, I know. World War is your thing. You like to go LARPing. You like to reenact all this stuff. I know. Trust me, I know. But Assassin's Creed has more there for you. The game is huge. It has an amazing world. Live and breathe. Die. You will have so much fun with this game. Call of Duty, you will be done with. How long? How many hours are you in, Gary, on Call of Duty so far? Two, two and a half. So you're looking at probably a six-hour campaign? Maybe less, yeah. Yeah, you're not getting that with Assassin's Creed. I told you it took me three hours to get out of the prologue. I've already played um, Assassin's Creed Origins for eight hours. So There you go. And you're not even scratched the surface, right? Nah, not at all. I would say, I know you, and I know you have limited gaming time, but you will get such satisfaction out of Assassin's Creed more so than you will Call of Duty. Because you're going to play Call of Duty for the story, and that's it. You won't play multiplayer because you're going to get your ass kicked on multiplayer and you're just going to get frustrated because all these little kids are twitch shooters and you're going to just get killed over and over and over and over again. This isn't Battlefield. Battlefield's more realistic, remember? I told you this. Trust me. Assassin's Creed. 
Gary, what do you suggest? Um, I mean, having not really completed both games, I mean, I'm going to defer to your opinion on this one and say Assassin's Creed for sure. Call of Duty is enjoyable, but you are looking at sort of if you're only if you're only playing for the single player, you are looking at sort of four or five hours versus twenty, thirty, fifty. God only knows. Depends on how long you want to take with that game. Yeah, depending on how much you do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you want to, don't get me wrong. If you want to speed through it, that's down to you. That's your decision. You can do that. More power to you. But that's just uh, trust me. Trust me. Oh man, Assassin's Creed, so good. That is it. Gary, thank you so much for joining me for your very first My Xbox and Me. And damn, it was a long one. Hour and 20 minutes. Hey, Jeez. I do not do things by half. Let me tell you. Um, where can people find you? Let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here. Where can people find you? Twitter, Facebook. Um, where else you'd put out some other work? Talk to me, baby. Okay, so we've got Twitter at Jerobolod. Really easy to spell just by listening to it. It's J-E-R-O-B-O-L-O-D. Facebook. I'm hanging around in the in the in the my Xbox and me Facebook group. Just find me there. Add me as a friend. I don't mind. It's fine. Um, on YouTube, youtubecom uk and wordsaboutgames.net, which is my website where you can find everything I do. You can also find Gary on YouTube.com/slash my xbox and me which is the my xbox and me channel where you may be actually watching this live right now uh again remember you can head over to patreon.com slash mc fixer and make me a millionaire like everyone really thinks I yeah am. make him a millionaire um, because then he can give me some i was about to say if we make enough money i can actually pay gary that would be lovely um yeah for me a case of look there's gonna be a lot of changes on patreon real soon uh gonna be adding new tiers gonna be adding new goals gonna be adding tons of new like literally for three dollars you're gonna be, soon you'll be able to get three different podcasts for three dollars, that's three dollars for for a whole month's worth of three different podcasts. That's one dollar. Like, it's gonna, it's but it's gonna be ridiculous. No, it's not because I'm saying you're getting free a week. That's three podcasts a week. Twenty five cents free, each. Each. Am I not worth twenty five cents? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but if you do have the means to support, please, 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 I urge you to please. Um, like I said, there's a video coming out soon, but I'm struggling. Um. Also, you can find me on Twitter at MC Fixer. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, MC Fixer. I'm also in the Facebook group. You can find me on my personal Facebook there. Also, I forget to promote my gamer tag so much, but you can go and find me uh, on Xbox. It is XOB Space Fixer. I've been saying I'm going to change it for a long, 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 long time, and I just haven't got around to it. I'm really sorry about that. Um, but yeah, XOB Fixer. Please feel free to add me. Hit me up. Play games with me. If you see me on Twitch live, just ask to join. I'm always playing with subscribers and followers. Do it, do it, do it. Have a ton of fun. Let's play some Call of Duty together, please. Um, until next week, Gary, I will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Bye.